and welcome to Fast Pass to the Past, the theme park history podcast. If you've ever wondered what kind of work goes into making some of your favorite attractions, you're in the right place. Except today, because today we're talking about a bar, but not just any bar, Trader Sam's. I'm your host, Austin Carroll. I'm a huge history nerd, a former Disneyland cast member, and when I was a Disneyland cast member, we used to go to downtown Disney and the Disneyland Hotel all the time for birthdays, after shift drinks, and and really just any occasion. Uh, So I have spent a lot of time in Trader Sam's. Thank you so much for listening and for sticking around after learning that we'll be talking about a bar on this week's episode. But it's not just any bar, and I'm going to say that a lot on this episode. This bar is Trader Sam's. As a recent addition to Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, this is not your average tiki bar. Inspired by Jungle Cruise's head salesman of the same name, these intimate locations serve up more fun than the gods will tolerate. There's just no other way to say it. But Trader Sam's could be in Disneyland. It offers just as much the themed environment and fun as the Tiki Room or the Jungle Cruise without the price of admission. So let's go ahead and take a deep dive into the origins of Trader Sam's and how this testament to the Tiki Bars of the 1950s and 1960s ended up in two of Disney resorts after being originally planned for Walt Disney's gleaming city of the future, Epcot. Sam's owes its heritage to a long history of tiki bars and tiki culture that ironically was birthed just 30 miles north of what became the Disneyland Resort in Hollywood, California. In 1934, Don the Beachcomber, the founding father of Polynesian-inspired bars and entertainment venues, opened his original restaurant in Hollywood as a lush and topical paradise. His real name was Ernest Gant, and he was just back from his travels in the South Pacific and couldn't get the memory of palm trees in and exotic carvings out of his head, which I, I guess we can't really blame him for that. So he opened a bar called Don the Beachcomber in Hollywood in 1934. Peter Ricks, his rival, opened in Oakland, California, which is in the Bay Area, just a few years later. World War II really helped this Polynesian trend. Veterans were returning home from the Pacific Theater, I guess you could say, and they were really taken with the landscapes and the cultures they had encountered, and they really wanted to really... I don't know, recreate this kind of lighthearted side of their ventures with the palm trees and everything like that. It also helped that there was a huge post-war economic boom, which allowed greater ease of travel to California and Hawaii. Hawaii's admission to the United States in 1959 also raised interest in the culture of the new island state that was added to the Union. The newly strengthened middle class took advantage of their new affluence with recreation that centered on travel, escapism, and this new exotic locale. On a smaller scale, the Tiki Bar contained all of this and appealed to the economics of the era. Despite the fact that more and more people were able to travel, the luxuries of a quick giveaway to the tropics by way of a drink or two in the recesses of a dim and lushly decorated bar appealed to throngs of people joining the hectic workforce in the late 50s and 60s. Trader Sam's brilliantly incorporates elements from these little bastions of escapism, including the poo platter and the Mai Tai. Don the Beachcomber, in particular, 
popularized rum-based drinks, and Cantonese fare as standards of the tiki dining establishment. The Mai Tai in particular was an icon of the tiki craze that swept the United States in the post-war era, and its invention was hotly contested by Don and Trader Vic, who also opened a line of tiki bars around the nation after Don's original bar flourished. Don and Vic also popularized cocktails such as the Scorpion and the Zombie, another of Trader Sam's signature beverages. However, the idea of putting Trader Sam's in these resorts is likely drawn from the inclusion of a tiki bar in Walt Disney's gleaming city of the future, the Epcot prototype whose plans call for an A-frame tiki bar on the outskirts of the residential green belt. Kind of insane. But how did a forgotten idea for a Disney tiki bar, likely from Walt Disney himself, come to fruition 40 years later at the Disneyland Hotel? The Disneyland Hotel, in its newest incarnation, is dedicated to the rich history of Disneyland itself, with most of that history dwelling in the resort's formative years of the 1950s and 60s. Notably, the original Disneyland sign resides around the hotel's pool, along with a tribute to the monorail. In determining a new bar and restaurant combination to add to the Disneyland Hotel, the idea of a tiki bar likely came about in Imagineering as a way to pay tribute to California's own slice of tiki history, which was easily the most popular style of bar during this era. Ironically, though, the idea of a bar being connected to the stories of Adventureland and descended from Walt Disney's World's Adventure Club came about later in the project. In order to fulfill its purpose as a complimentary bar option to the Grand California's Heathstone Lounge, it was originally imagined as a posh tiki bar, likely due to its location very close to the pool. A couple months later, and into construction of the complex, it was decided to name the restaurant after the infamous jungle salesman, Trader Sam. Now this was all well and good, <laughs> until a lead set decorator and former Jungle Cruise cast member was put on the project. Okay, well he was, he basically begged to be on the project. His name was Brandon Keela, and he helped convince the team to go in a different theming direction that benefited the quirkiness and craziness of the nearby Jungle Cruise. As he described it, it became Adventures Club meets Jungle Cruise meets Tiki Room. The stepping off point was really, who is Trader Sam? And then the madness kind of spiraled from there. Next, the team of Imagineers asked themselves, what if Trader Sam knew Indiana Jones? What if he knew Jack Sparrow? Or Swiss Family Robinson? You know, all those types of characters. They decided that he could know anyone live action from pretty much anywhere in Disney's adventure history. On the walls surrounding the bar, you can basically see a treasure trove of these kind of references that Trader Sam knows everyone in the jungle, basically. There's a picture of Sam with Jack Sparrow on the wall. There's a note from Ned Land to Sam. There's a harpoon from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And there's even a reference from Castaway Cowboy. There's also a lot of references to Disney Park history, including Jungle Cruise, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, Indiana Jones, and Walt Disney World's Adventure Club which is sadly no longer there. Brandon shot for decorations for about a year at swap meets, eBay, flea markets, and antique stores, which equals to about 1,600 individual pieces. 
However, every piece is distinct and carries on the story of the fictional Trader Sam, which is starting to seem more and more like a real person. Some of my favorite pieces are there's a tribal mask on the wall that portrays a character of an imaginary drawn road. The map from Indiana Jones Temple of the Forbidden Eye is on a frame of the wall, which is actually the original map of the attraction. So definitely check it out. And as a Floridian, there's an orange bird from the Sunshine Tree Terrace in Walt Disney World, which is my home. And it looks on kind of a shelf above the bar. The Tiki Room's deity columns also make an appearance in the bar. And they're the only thing that was actually original pl originally planned for the Tiki Bar. A fun fact is that these Tiki Rooms are actually the only ones in the world that are three-sided. The ones in the Tiki Room are four-sided, and basically every other totem in the world is four-sided. They are also cast from the original molds created for the Enchanted Tiki Room attraction, and the colors are as close as they could possibly get to the original 1963 paint scheme of the show. Hear Brandon tell it, Trader Sam's has more props than the Little Mermaid. Although if he was referring to the ride or the hoarding sea creature, we don't know. But the design didn't end with props. WDI senior concept writer Kevin Raftery and Brandon sat down and took the Jungle Cruise jokes and went through them all, figuring out what would work best for Trader Sam. All of the bartenders have to memorize a few pages of spiel to know each drink, they also know of certain props on the wall and the stories that go along with them. So if you're ever just sitting there for a drink, definitely ask your bartender about some of the items on the wall. The special effects department also had a field day setting up reactive windows, a bar stool that goes up and down when the bartender desires, and other fun effects when someone orders a signature drink. My favorite part is the spray bottles the bartenders shoot in the air, but that's just me. You'll have to visit to get the whole the full effects. I don't want to give away any surprises. But how did a set decorator get to design basically the entire project, which was such a complete departure for Imagineering up until that point? Three words, Buena Vista Street. Art director Ray Spencer was very swamped on the 2012 redesign of Buena Vista Street in Disney's California Adventure. So Brandon was left to pretty much his own devices. It was an all-available hands-on-deck thing to finish the bar in 2011, with so many Imagineers working on the revamp of Disney California Adventure. They even pulled in parade designers during late-night rehearsals to finish up the designs. Kevin and Jody of KevinandJody.com were the ones to paint those tiki totems and scratch build a one-of-a-kind scale model replica of the Wicked Wind, the ship that fires cannonballs over your head in the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. If you order a shipwreck cocktail, the Imagineers rigged it to actually react upon the pressing of a button behind the bar. But that's all I'm going to tell you. You'll have to visit once again to get the full experience. However, their hard work paid off. Trader Sam's has since become a very popular bar with long lines on weekend night of both tourists and locals alike. It opened to rave reviews, having been called by the Disney Tourist blog as, I quote, the best thing that Disney has built in years. It also was named one of the top tiki bars in California. It was so popular that it spawned a second location at a well-themed Walt Disney Resort just two years ago. So let's take a look on how that went down. Orlando 
Southern Florida, there is Trader Sam's Grog Grotto, a new iteration of California's bar built in 2015. Unlike Trader Sam's, which is kind of dropped in the middle of the Disneyland Hotel, but this Trader Sam's kind of matches the theming of the Polynesian Resort. In terms of style and influence, it is very similar to the Enchanted Tiki Bar. Much like its West Coast counterpart, Grog Grotto has numerous references to Adventureland attractions and the adventure side of Disney in general. At a superficial level, the biggest difference is that Grog Grotto skews slightly toward 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea and South Seas and nautically-oriented adventures, whereas the Enchanted Tiki Bar was more of a tiki room, jungle cruise, and American tiki culture kind of edifice. There's also the difference in the names. I mean, we're speaking at a superficial level, so... <laughs> there are just as many props in this version. It references pretty much everything in Walt Disney World's Adventureland, including Swiss Family Treehouse, Jungle Cruise, and even the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management, which many of you will remember from the 1990s. Most notably, there is a massive squid arm that is draped over the rafters of the bar, which is a less-than-subtle reference to Florida's long-lost 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Polynesian goddess that dominated the mangled under-new management version of the Walt Disney's Tropical Sunaid in the Tiki Room has a place of prominence in the bar, and not just on the menu with the famous Uh-oh drink. While Uh-oh might not have been the right fit for a classic W.E.D. attraction, her physical placement in the Tiki Bar seems appropriate and fitting. It seems almost certain that, just like in Disneyland, when one orders an Uh-Oh off the menu, something is going to happen. There are also a ton of special effects in the Walt Disney World version that are triggered by the ordering of certain drinks. The Natalis observed the Uh-Oh's place as the drink to order to make one heck of an impression. Ordering the Natalis is a pretty big deal. The Natalis effects inside the Gro Grotto are the most elaborate and encompassing. The mug, I say in quotations, which is really kind of more of a vassal, is more than enough reason to order. After enough sips of this tiki classic, basically, because it's Filled with alcohol, you probably want to take out the vessel on the Seven Seas Lagoon yourself, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that. And just like the Disneyland version, there is an outdoor patio, which is called Tiki Terrace in Disney World, which often has a live band. However, being on the Seven Seas Lagoon, the Disney World Terrace is a lot more scenic. According to my research, most believe the success of the Enchanted Tiki Bar caught Disney management off guard. And while it's abundantly clear that the project was a labor of love for the Imagineering team working on the Disneyland Hotel incarnation, it also seems like they did some things on a shoestring budget. If you remember, he used he shopped for kind of decorations for the bar at thrift shops and eBay. This definitely made the most of what they had, but feels like the Florida version was built with the success of Enchanted Tiki Bar under everyone's belt, so to speak. Flush off the success of Enchanted Tiki Bar, Disney was willing to devote more money to the project, and the team involved knew what changes to make to improve on the experience. The effects in Florida are apparently more impressive, 
The layout is less cramped and the decor is somehow even more detailed with a greater storyline. Despite all this, it manages to feel like a kitschy, intimate, hole-in-the-wall dive bar in the best way possible. It also adds some food to the mix, although the reviews are kind of mixed on that subject. <laughs> One major similarity, though, is that both locations have the most sought-after souvenir at Disney World and Disneyland alike. Except maybe, uh, rose gold ears. And those are the Tiki Mugs! the authentic tiki bar experience, there are a variety of souvenir tiki mugs that are quite the hot ticket items. Trader Sam's has a unique collection of mugs and vessels for all of the drinks they serve, and of course, for a fee, you can take them home. The tiki mug tradition dates back to Don the Beachcomber and Trader Vic's in the 1930s California, where both of their establishments served elaborate rum punches such as zombies and Mai Tais in ceramic mugs shaped like tiki's. Customers would take them home as souvenirs. Luckily for all of us merchandise fiends, Trader Sam's follows this age-old tradition, and the original Disneyland Hotel location has produced some of the most fun, detailed tiki mugs seen in decades when they opened in 2011. When it came time to commission the creation of their tiki mugs, they employed one of the best, Tiki Farm, which is the largest, pretty sure it's the largest, manufacturer of tiki mugs. The first year opened in 2011, they saw the debut of many tiki mugs, a lot of which were inspired by the Disneyland attractions just a couple feet away. The mug for the Partota Punch is something straight out of the Enchanted Tiki Room, Shipwreck on the Rocks is served in the Jungle Cruise-esque barrel, and oddly enough, the shrunken zombie head mimics the design of the Hatbox Ghost from Haunted Mansion lore. My favorite one is definitely the Shipwreck on the Rocks Tiki Mug, as the barrel even reads Trader Sam's on the side, and it's so cute. I have one in my kitchen. <laughs> the Walt Disney version has a special drink called the Polynesian Pearl, which is one of the rare plastic souvenir tiki mugs of the world. It's round and it's smooth, which makes it reminiscent of drinking from a coconut. Plus, apparently there's the possibility that you will get the elusive black pearl. It's been said that about one in every 100 pearls will be a black pearl, although I can't confirm that, so good luck, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> the 2000 Leagues-inspired mug is also very large and a vessel in itself. The cup often goes for over $100 on eBay. I would say that the most famous drink at Disneyland's Trader Sands is the Uh-Oh. The Uh-Oh drink is an impressive combination of premium rubs and juice topped with flaming sugar cubes, accompanied by ground cinnamon to be sprinkled into the flame for a sparkling effect. It's basically the Disney version of a scorpion cocktail, which was a traditional flaming elixir. Now, I just have to say this. Please don't order the uh-oh and put all the cinnamon in it. It's disgusting. And I've made that mistake because I just like to see the sparkles. However, it is served in a must-have tiki bowl, so if you skip the cinnamon, you should be okay. And it, it definitely is a fun thing to drink with friends. If you're looking for a glass or even Moana-inspired mug, although there's been no Moana-inspired mugs just yet, there is one that is a shrugging tiki statue that is said to resemble Maui. So if you're looking for that, then you're gonna get, then you're gonna get the Hitmipadatai. 
I probably said that wrong. I'm so sorry. Unlike the rest of the mugs, these mugs are made in Mexico and not China. The craftsmanship in the glass is evident. I'm also a fan of small things, so if you are as well, try the rum flight. You only have to do it once and you can take home three matching different colored glasses, which I use for water. Notably, Trader Sam's also releases special edition tiki mugs every once in a while to mask chaos and fanfare. Even now, last year's Halloween edition Haunted Mansion Hitchhiking Ghost Tiki Mug is going for $225 on eBay a year later. Also notable is the by far and most rare sought-after cup. In October 2014, a hard-ticket event was held at Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar at Disneyland called Mallow Halloween. The best piece of swag attendees received at the event was this special edition Halloween shrunken zombie head that was a deep blue. And people are still looking for this mug. And I just want to say, as we wrap up this topic, that I love Trader Sam. It's such a great testament to the skill and talent of Disney's Imagineering. And it spawned many similar bars in Disney World, including Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar in Disney Springs. That new 2015 bar takes up the story of Jock Lindsay, Indiana Jones, sidekick, and pilot, with a wraparound patio on the Disney Springs Lake, similar drinks to Trader Sam's, and an extensive airplane hangar theming that I would suggest you definitely check out if you're ever in Disney Springs in Orlando, Florida. Disney also just announced that they're adding a baseline tap house as part of the new Grand Avenue area at Disney's Hollywood Studios which was formerly the Muppets Courtyard. Baseline Tap House actually just opened a couple days ago from the recording of this podcast. It will be themed, sorry, it is themed, it is themed as a quaint brick building that celebrates the revitalization of downtown Los Angeles by paying homage to the building's former life as the Figueroa Printing Company, which was apparently a mom-and-pop print house that has ties to the Disney studio in nearby Burbank. This space retains many of its cool architecture and mechanical details with exposed walls and old printing equipment and artifacts, which, as they say, brings the past and present in an inviting space. Of course, all of this is fake. It's just really heavily themed, but it's pretty exciting to me. I'm crossing my fingers for more themed bars both outside and inside the Disney park. The Cove Bar in California Adventure is great, with its sweeping panoramic views, but you just can't beat that Imagineer theming. Trader Sam's might be just another place to get a stiff one after a long hot day at Disneyland, but for all intensive purposes, Trader Sam's could be in Disneyland. It's just so much of an experience in a themed environment as is the Tiki Room or the Jungle Cruise. Some experiences make you get in a boat or listen to an audio animatronic birds, but others give you a drink, sit you down, and let your imagination wander like wind and rain across the southern sea, if you want to be pretty dramatic about it. Also, just a side note, <laughs> if you have more time to explore more of Florida, maybe on your Disney vacation, or if you're in Miami, and you're willing to kind of exit the theme park life, consider a trip down to my hometown of Fort Lauderdale to visit the mecca that is Maikai. This amazing Polynesian restaurant is absolutely incredible and has been in business since 1956. It also serves as inspiration for both Trader Sam's locations. In fact, I know of two tributes to the Maikai found inside Trader Sam's in Florida 
and I, I grew up across the street, and I think you're impressed with the origin of those interactive windows and the largest bar menu you'll ever see. In fact, fun story, my mom stole one of their tiki mugs during a bachelorette party in the 1990s. You can also legally get your tiki mug fix here. They do have some for sale. so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed and that you are interested at least in Trader Sam's and kind of the story, the fictional history that it has. It really is a, a wonderful place to take your family while they're in town. Thank you once again so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you loved it and you want to hear more or you have some really interesting show ideas, please go ahead and email me at fastpastthepast at gmail.com. And also, if you could possibly leave an iTunes review, that would be amazing. Not a lot of people know about me, and don't you want more people to know about Trader Sam's? Maybe not, but at least you can share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. You can find the show notes, as always, at theparkhistorypodcast.com. Have a magical day.